Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody, welcome to episode 209 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and passion please for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home! Mike, today we've got another hybrid episode. We're going to be uh, watching along with everybody as the Red Wings uh, take on the Philly Flyers and give it up uh, two goals just as fast as they were putting them in. So it's 2-2 two, two in like six minutes uh, and nothing after that. Coffee go in the mouth, poop go out the butt. Woo, that was loud. Oh my was God. it really? Yeah. I think oh, we got a hot be. mic over here. I had it far away from my face, too. It might, it might just be me. Um, but holy oh, crap, man. my eardrums just blew up. Well, if you blow your eardrums out on coffee in the mouth and poop out the butt, let me tell you. <laughs> what a way to go. Derek Head, welcome. Welcome. For this watch along, and we're still going to be uh, talking about them jerseys in the rafters. Oh, yeah, gonna put the big names up there, mean Gene. Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta. Oh, see, Brad's ears just blew up too. Brad, my apologies. I don't know what happened. I had the mic almost as far away as possible. Yeah, that and was... I was gonna talk at a nice AM radio uh, volume. Yeah, Chewy, Chewy says, step away from the mic. I, uh, I'm doing it. I'm I, so sorry. It's not me, right? <laughs> it's is it? Is yeah, it, is it the one in the yellow ears? hat or the red hat? Is it <laughs> mustard or ketchup? <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun to edit later. We've got we we've had we've had audio complaints in the past, and it, Mike, today it continues. Um, no screaming. Um, oh, we're coming in hot. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, um, Red Wings playing the Philly Flyers as we speak. Uh, I think got just a couple minutes left in the period break, and then uh, we'll get rolling into period two. But uh, as we uh, like to do, we like to get some topics rolling uh, while the show, while the Red Wings game is rolling, while we have our period breaks. And um, yeah, it, uh, I guess we could just roll right in here, Mike. Unless uh, there's any healthy banter on on your private life. Oh, there's there's a lot of healthy banter. Let me tell you, because. <laughs> Uh, the fantasy basketball team of 
Mr. Well, Michael. You, you don't need to whisper. Well, I'm afraid. I don't want to blow any eardrums out. Um, uh, team name Hoof Hearted. Get it? Because like a hoof, yep. and it's like a horse. Okay, Hoof Hearted. Yeah, that was always uh, my pick too. So I've uh, I've been clinging to Ben Simmons uh, for four months now. He's played zero games, uh, participated in two practices before he got kicked out, and now he might get traded tomorrow, and somebody's going to win their thirty dollars back. <laughs> so pretty fired up for that Matt additionally uh, The siding is done on my house um, If you ever go to Hanson's I would say don't Don't do it There's, They suck uh, But you know Message us off screen And I'll give you the nice of a name of a nice uh, Subcontractor who does a lot of good work So uh, Matt a lot of good things over here Ben Simmons trade, new siding uh, Matt I assume uh, one of your kids Did something very funny this week Matt Regalis oh. with a child store. Okay. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Mike, could you banter about something so that I could take a turn? Um. <laughs> that's what I assume was going on here. Also, drinking a little coffee here. So maybe that's why I, you know, I was uh, shock jack radio volume and now I'm back to AM volume. Well, I actually don't, I don't know if I have a story actually off the top of my head. Uh, we have this new. All right, let's move on. Tub. All right. So let's talk Red Wing hockey here. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have this new tub paint. Lose. Yeah. Uh, the tub paint is uh, so that the kids, you know, have something to do while uh, while we're rolling along, and uh, you know, I can clean them, and there's no crying. And it 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 comes in blue, orange, and red, and it also is very hard to clean off the tub. So if you can imagine right now, they're not huge fans of the orange and the blue, so it's red paint. And it's very gooey. And right now the tub looks like a murder scene because they don't know how to paint yet. So they just took the red paint in their hands and just smeared it across the tub. So if anybody comes to visit in the next couple of days, minding you, it's very tough to clean off the side of the tub. Um, it for sure will look like, you know, somebody's calling the police when they leave the house. It, it looks that bad. And wow. um, I even got I got a scream out of my little girl when she came back to look at it later. I don't know if she's old enough to make that connection, but whatever it was, a lot of scream. You know, um, man, some people, you know, the word bloodbath gets thrown around a little too casually. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that your kids are already uh, participating in the bloodbath. Well, uh, we are rolling away here in the, the second period with the wing dings. We're about a minute in on my book. Um, I say it's about time we could bring in some chatter on some of the other topics. Uh, I, I have actually been in some conversations on Twitter, Mike, uh, for some folks' favorite uh, prospects rolling into this offseason. And I, I, I'm happy that, you know, it's, it's good to reach out every now and then because uh, you, you run into some good, uh, some good responses. So I think that's, that's what I want to touch on first. It, it was kind of funny. I, I tried to reach out and make friends today. Um, some of you guys might know, know this guy cause he's got a ton of following cause he watches all the SHL games and, uh, he, he responded to me like a week ago about, you know, don't get too excited about, uh, Brad Lambert, uh, get, get more excited about Jonathan Lekiramaki, who's uh, playing in the SHL right now. And I mean, this is more like, you know, this is a conversation for the side. This has nothing to do with Jonathan, but I'm trying to make friends on Twitter. So I, 
I see that Ice Hockey Gifts has shared a replay of uh, this Lars Thorsels' favorite player last year uh, was William Eklund. So we have a play we'll queue up here in a second of Eklund actually passing it to Lekiramaki. And uh, it's an absolute snipe. It's it's beautiful. That's what we want to talk about. This is a 2022 NHL draft prospect. So I go, oh, Lars, look at this. Uh, your buddy scored. And uh, what I get back is I'm watching. <laughs> Me trying to make friends never goes well. Um, but then <laughs> I look at his account, and it's it's honestly like play-by-play play on his Twitter of this hockey game. Just completely embarrassing on my part. So uh, what we're going to do. I figure a lot of you guys, uh, if you're like me, you've probably seen Lars's tweets. So I, I want to share uh, somebody else's tweets because um, she she actually introduced me to a wonderful essay about uh, Frolunda and uh, the Indians and why they're named uh, the Frolunda Indians. Because I came in hot. I was like, wow, this uh, mascot makes absolutely no sense considering Indians is a, you know, horribly crafted name by America, right? Like, it, I mean, it it was something that we kind of took ownership in. Um, and then over in Sweden, they're like, I got a good idea for a hockey team's name. So I came in pretty hot. And uh, it's Alexa Potak, who writes for Dober Prospects. Uh, she's the one who Ooh. came in and was like, you should educate yourself on what happened here. And I did. And uh, that's actually available on our Twitter account. If you guys check out uh, at VOD Hockey, I was... Um, you know, it's not. It doesn't really tell like a great story, but at least no. This is a terrible story. Uh, what was the outcome? Why the name Indians? Well, it comes back to like uh, their own brand owners uh, being pressured into creating like mascots and things off the bat. Uh, like moving too quickly is is always seems to be the problem with this stuff. And then they saw the success over with. Uh, American hockey at the time, because this was being created in the early 90s. And um, yeah, it's it's bad middle management being and, and, and really not being held accountable, but middle management making bad decisions because they're being rushed. And then uh, and then you get Frolanda Indians. Anyway, that's yeah, not where I thought that story was going. I thought there's could be like some alternate definition of Indians that we didn't know about. Nope. Oh, they were well, working on exactly what you would guess. Um, all right. So let's take a look at uh, Lakiramaki and uh, maybe somebody can help me here and uh, <laughs> clean up the pronunciation. Or... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. If somebody wants to throw that in the <laughs> in the chat. Uh, but yeah, this is our this is our boy. Oh no, there's sound. We're gonna get pulled from the SHL. All right, so this is our boy has the puck right now between the circles. Clearly, a pretty nice place to take a shot from. So, do we want to? Do we want to make a mess in our pants completely? No, but we are looking at a guy that's going to be more in our range uh, to be able to be drafted uh, considering we're pretty close to 500 right now and we're kind of in the middle of the pack. Uh, but what a ripper. And playing in the SHL right now. He's he's playing against adults, Mike. That's, uh, to me, that's always made a big difference. And the, the further we get into this podcast and the more uh rookies uh or i should say prospects we take a look at when when we learn about these guys actually playing in adult leagues uh i think we can make 
at least uh, a clearer path to an idea of like what their timeline's going to be, or at least maybe we can we can take off the you know this is going to be five years before we see this kid. Uh, you know, if we did make this draft pick, remember he's playing with William Eklund, who was drafted last year, so doesn't mean he's playing next year. Uh, but still, quite a rip there. Uh, nothing to nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and and again, we have to play a different game this year. We got to dive deeper. Because, uh, uh, you know, there's there's going to be the chance that we can win the draft lottery, but um, chances are, are slim. Uh, so here's a little more We're just too good. Boy. We're too good. Yeah, we're, we're too We're coached too well this year. Uh, oh, little oh, more. look at you. Oh, turn <laughs> that pot over there. You got some... Uh, so this uh, is where I'm coming at with... Uh, with I think this is the most important part, because you can see the stats that he's, he's done well in whatever age group he's in. Excuse me, but his rankings... Uh, from the uh, Elite Prospects Consolidated Rankings. He's, he's at 14th right now. Uh, you can see some 22s from FC Hockey. Uh, number nine on NHL Central Scouting, but that is a little skewed because that's just European skaters. Uh, but yeah, number nine on Dober Prospects. Um, and of course, that would be influenced uh, by the young lady we just showcased there on her own tweet. So again, Got a pretty good shot. I, from what I hear, he's trending up uh, on these rankings, so he might trend right past the wingdings, and he might be out of our league. But um, at least somebody to keep in mind uh, if we have to play this game that we're not going to get in the top three picks this year. There's still some hope. There's still some some juicy picks to pick up, and a guy that's having success in adult league at the age of seventeen is uh, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, uh, like, Chewy. Uh... Oh yeah, oh. go ahead. No, I just I just like uh, doing these these profiles and Chewy dropping in. Eisman loves his right hand shooters. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's like you said, he's almost doing too well. Where it's like, hey, hey, quiet down over there, man. We we want you to be available when we draft. Stop stop putting goals in. Go on a little cold streak so you're available when we pick. Um, yeah, I mean it's you know five eleven buck seventy two. He's a kid. He's seventeen. Uh, still got some growing room, right? I hope. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's always encouraging when these guys are putting up, you know, more than a point a game, um, especially in a men's league as a little boy. So, uh, yeah, reason to be optimistic. And, you know, another name to uh, just kind of keep an eye on here is 2022 season starts to wind out. All right. Where are we at? Uh, I got to pull the Wings game back up. Uh, Last I I saw, we were on a power play. Yeah, I missed it. Um, now there's a gigantic head on the bottom. Looks like it's still two to two. Not a lot missed, Matt. Just five minutes of gameplay here. That works. It continues. <laughs> so, uh, we do have our topic of the show, but we did have a couple of things we want to touch on. Uh, one of which would have to be that's Adina. Mike is on the first line in tonight's game. Uh, you, we've got it uh, reported yesterday. It was uh, he started practicing with the first line reported by uh, Max Boltman. Um, you know, you don't you don't have to read my tweet response underneath Max that got hundreds of likes, uh, but you can if you want. You can read it. It's, That's it's what this fine. is about. Okay. <laughs> no, it's about it's about Max. I I accidentally cropped it in. It was. It don't even don't even read it. It's not even that creative. It's fine. It's just, <sighs> I said Max casually throwing out Sedina, Lark, and Raymond without any regard to whether or not I did my laundry. 
And if I'll have to have a clean pair of pants to replace this mess. Oh, uh, my God. What a goal. You know, I, hope you're, just, I hope you're watching, man. Oh, Pew Suter puts one away. Right? That was Puce, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, they almost scored it's... like three times on that shift. That was, <laughs> that was incredible. Oh, man. You know what we should try? I wonder if I can... Also, I hope the 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 people listening right now are tuned into this Red Wing game. Because now that we scored, this is the toughest part of the game. The next 30 seconds. Because that's when Philadelphia's done all their damage. Don't tell uh, me, right after we are kind of celebrating high on our horses. And then we... Whew, all right, this will be our test. This will be our big test if... Uh... <laughs> Our episode gets pulled. Um, stall out in front with the screen after uh, being a part of the first two goals against Philly. So this will be fun, everyone. I hope you got to, to see that uh, replay. Um, it's Stahl part of the first two goals for Philly. Uh, so it's good to see him out in front doing not necessarily what we ask him to do, but enough of the job to help Pius put one away. Mike, the second line continues to be strong. Our first line gets another goal tonight. Uh the uh, we got a power play goal. Thing things seem to be seem to be looking up for the old. Yeah, Philly. I like playing Philadelphia. From, uh, this is fun. Yeah, scoring yeah, perspective, we should, right? <laughs> we should play Philly more often. This is great. Uh, I oh think my that, god! Goal number four almost went in. I mean, that's a good time to remind everybody. <laughs> the last game we were looking at this one, trying to prep for it, and we said, "Ooh, hey, here we go." Let's. Uh, Can I just let's get, add that? Let's get back over five hundred over these next couple of games. Yeah, go. Can for I it. add real quick that it would be very difficult for me um, to get used to being like a professional hockey announcer because I still get so excited on scoring opportunities that it gets around the net. I'm always like, "Oh my god!" Oh, so I'd be saying that like nine to ten times a game. So, um, well. Yeah, it's a good thing we don't have you in that position. That would be really thank goodness. Yeah, that that might be entertaining to listen to, but I gotta say, when you're at like a live game and that, I mean, I think I'm it works I, for pro I'm wrestling. Kinda, I could be like uh, hockey's Pat McAfee. That would be my contribution. I I definitely turned into like a gatekeeper. I I will lean over to my wife and be like, Oh, I remember my first hockey game. Like <laughs> like a big bag of D's. I know. Oh boy, Philly almost makes it three to three. Um, oh my god. Who's tossing that over the glass? Was that Stolly Boy? Did we get a delay game penalty? I hate listening to these on mute because everybody already knows what's going on when you're listening to the podcast. They probably know what play I'm talking about. Um <laughs> uh, what was the next topic here? Because it looks like we're going to we're going to going to a break. Um well we've got uh another quick little ditty about uh well let's let's lump this into the first line conversation, right? Um Zadina on the first line. This is this is the real test, right? This is where we see what's going on with Zadina. Because will you will you hold on one second? My washing machine's like going wild. Yeah. Well, let me explain to the listeners. Uh what I'm talking about with Zadina being on the first line and this being the real test is uh, I actually brought up uh, a, a chart that uh Prashant Iyer was sharing on Twitter earlier today. And this is actually a representation of Dylan Larkin and uh, his his career outlined by expected goals above replacement for 60. So if you're at the top of this list, uh, you're having an incredible season. So I'm going to throw out there that we're getting Zadina lumped into this, not just to say, um, you know, he's, he's earned this because he had the three assists over three games. I think this is the best opportunity we're going to get to test Sedina and see what's what's really going on. Where what what which direction is our boy trending? And so far, the first line's doing well. 
but uh, one of my <laughs> buddies on Twitter pointed out, uh, if you guys have, have found him on there, is, I think his name right now is Professor My Bad, because um, it, it has changed a few times <laughs> over the couple of years. Oh, yeah, I love the professor. Yeah. yeah, professor's a good pal. I just, yeah, we just have to call him the professor, but I think right now he's Professor My Bad. But um, we don't even know. He might be in the chat right now. I did invite him to watch tonight. But what he pointed out is, uh, you know, with Sedina helping out and uh, this line scoring again, um, you can't forget that this line has been producing all season. So that's where what you don't want to see is the production decline, which we can officially say isn't tonight because we have a goal from the first line. Lucas put one in on a beautiful play. Uh, I, I might add that it did look like Sedita was trying to knock it away from Lucas and uh, prevent the play. But you know, you know what? I mean, he's desperate. So you got to you gotta do something to get on the on the score sheet. So sometimes you got to steal it from your own teammate. But um, so far, Zadina is not hurting that first line at all. And you can make the argument he brought uh, some of the defenders his way so that Lucas could have a little bit more space to score. So Zadina compared to Nemestikov, you're getting that extra little uh, threat if I may, even though the production's not there, I think there, there's still enough to be known about Zadina to uh, properly label him as a threat to score. I still have no problem with that. And it looked like it gave Zadina, or I'm sorry, Lucas a little bit more room to play. So can we find a positive there? Outside of me joking that Zadina was trying to knock the puck away from Lucas. Absolutely. There's your positive right there. So as we continue these uh, conversations, it's, it's important to remember this is a, an amazing opportunity for Zadina he absolutely should get this opportunity because what what are we going to do with this team the rest of the season? Like we're not going to the finals, so let's uh, let's play these guys around. Um, but also this line has been producing quite well, so the game you got to play is you just don't want to see it decline in production. Now, Mike, if this turns into like you know if this is a top line in the league. Uh, which I, I think we could properly rate it uh, somewhere in like the top 10 of the league. But I mean, if this, you know, if this starts producing more than a Connor McDavid line, then yeah, then we go, all right, Zadina's making the difference here. But, you know, let's not, let's not get too excited with the point tonight, which I saw some of our rival podcasts were very excited. It's just the lines producing to par. We just don't want to see it decline. Is that a fair point? I've really been talking in circles here because I want to make sure your washing machine's fine. Yeah, um, it sound I had like it has a couple different spin settings and it's oh, on the lowest it. one, and it sounded nobody like an aircraft uh, taking flight. <laughs> um, so uh, went down there. Um, the house is still attached to the ground. This is not Mr. Fredrickson and up. Everything is okay. Um, as far as uh, that first line goes, yeah, I mean, even with Zadina. Um, on the line, they're still producing, right? So we had that talk about, uh, you know, what do we do? What do you do with a guy like Verana? Uh, as far as moving what him do down to the third line, like Verana. Um, we just thought that was. You and I were in um, agreement that that was madness because he's too good to get third line minutes. Um, so it's, yeah, I understand spreading the wealth a bit, but he he deserves first first or second line minutes every single game. Like he's right. he's. That good. He's our best goal scorer, uh, arguably our best goal scorer. Um, can I make the argument? Yeah, can, I, can I throw this in there? I've seen a lot of this posted recently that you put him on the third line to get him reacclimated with with the team. 
can we not bring Verona back until he's ready? Because we have no reason to rush him. Can we not do that? Like, I want Verona to be ready. And I don't, like, the way that he scoffed, you know, like at uh, Helene St. James, I think, was asking Verona questions earlier this week. He's like, come on, I'm a hockey player. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll get mentally ready when I skate and take hits in practice. And I, that was that was a great answer from Verona because yeah. I think he's already politicking to make sure he's on the top line. Um, well, I mean, as far as Adina goes, I, I, I don't really know what to read into this. I mean, he's not bringing the line down, uh, but I, I, it's not like he's necessarily jumping off the, the stat sheet here. Oh my God. There's goal number four, man. It's a beauty. I hope you have it tuned in, but it's that, it's, is it that same line again? Uh, twos, fab. Yeah, yeah, the, the Gulf Storm line puts another one in. It's uh, four to two. Man, no, I, I, was love just playing these, say, uh, I love playing um, these bad teams. All right, Fabry's getting the first tie fives because I missed it. So, I, all right, we, we can pull up a replay now. Uh, yeah. Again, this is our test to see uh, if we're going to get pulled from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, the only no sound. Just, just a couple of seconds. There we go. See, this didn't hurt anybody. Fabry puts it in. No worries. If anything, we're promoting Bally Sports. We love Bally Sports. Can we, um, we do this real quick? Uh, performance Art threw this out on the Puce goal, but clearly Puce is earning his keep, uh, making it, helping make it 4-2, to two, getting the puck over to Fabs. Um, that's a beauty. Performance Art calling it. Call it a shot. Way before Puce even. You know, we, uh, we, we tooted a lot of the, uh, you know, Zadina. Man, he looks so good playing with the Red Wings' best player. Um, yeah, he also looks good playing with Larkin, our, our real best player. Um, and then additionally, Matt, it feels like Puce is really unlocked playing with Bertuzzi. Um, so it's just, I'm glad that this is working out. So I'm, I'm just going to be optimistic about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too hyperbolic and I'm still going to stand on my soapbox and say Verona. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably play a few games with reduced minutes, but when it's, when it's go time, first or second line, no question. So <clears throat> points tonight, Mike. Oh my God. It's four to three. Good gravy. This game is insane. Oh, I switched over to look at you. <laughs> this game is insane. Uh, poor Ned. All right. Performance art. Time to put in Grice. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, so I was gonna go through the points so far, but uh, let's see, Stolly boy, in on another one. What is he doing? All right, it kind of, you know, you know if you watch the replay of Stall's defense, it kind of right, looked like Stahl he's doing a really cool, um, like air guitar move. He's kind of like. I think. All right, it's tough to say. I, I caught the tail end of the replay with Stahl on this third goal here. I mean, you could make the argument he's getting himself out of play, but clearly this is just the whole line getting outplayed. So I don't want to put it only on Stahl, but you could clearly say that this is the third goal Stahl's been a part of, and he's not helping. Uh, he takes a guy out in front of the net who already has a defender on him. So there's a mistake, and then Stahl leaves a guy wide open to pu uh, push the puck behind Ned. Uh, um, breaking news. Yeah. I think DeKaiser just won a, a foot race um, on an icing call. <laughs> uh, well, if you guys want to look outside, there's probably yeah. a shooting star uh, with a unicorn on top of it. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to miss that. All right. So we, we also have our show topics to talk about. It's four to three. 
uh it, we're feeling good we're feeling bad our emotions are all over the place uh city life project aboard hey boys great stuff as always i, I appreciate that um Thanks, city brad, life. brad throw it out there this game is stupid, <laughs> this <game> is stupid. <laughs> Uh, Fester thrown out there, Mike, uh, to your point, uh, you were saying I, I shouldn't be a part of broadcast. Fester might not mind. Uh, he points out Mick gets excited too sometimes. Fester, God bless you. You're my, you're my favorite person that pays attention to the show. Apologies to everybody else, but Fester, me and you, boy. <laughs> uh, performance art is making a good call here. Uh, stall saved a goal. Performance right art, here. please. Um, I need to know, did he save a goal or a puck hit him? Very important distinction. And also my house may be taking flight again. I hope that's not on the microphone. I can totally hear that. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll be right back, guys. Uh, one second. Oh, all right. So now I'm watching Stahl almost put one away. Uh, <laughs> Brad thrown out there uh, to Mike's comment about the Kaiser winning a battle. Uh, mark this day. That could be the last race Danny ever wins. <laughs> Poor Danny. Um I got to thank you guys for tuning in while Mike's going to check on his washing machine. Um, I hope you're all familiar with the rule. You know, you got to balance the thing. You can't put too many clothes in there because clearly what Mike's problem is, since he can't fix it by adjusting the clothes, he clearly has too many in there. Um, I, I think one of y'all should throw it in the comments so I can bring it up. And then it's not like, you know, his brother's yelling at him, but, you know, like a friend. So, yeah, somebody in the comments, I'll, I'll bring it up. Just just throw in there, Mike, you got to not put too many clothes in the washing machine. That's what your problem is. And then, uh, yeah, then, then he'll take the advice. Pleasure's <laughs> being a homeowner. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Mike. Hopefully some of our, uh, our fans here have uh, some comments for you on how to uh, manage the washing machine with this problem. I'm uh, counting on one of them to throw in the comment, but who knows what'll happen here. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and over, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee or... Text in Tennessee, redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. All right. <clears throat> Mike, rolling through. We still have our topics of the show, 
And uh, we're doing part two of the next jersey to go into the rafters. Mike, we got some good comments. We got some good conversations going, not only in the last live episode, uh, but afterwards, uh, got, into some, got into some fights about uh, what constitutes someone's jersey going up in the rafters. Uh, I had fun arguing and, and teasing, of course, as, as I do, uh, trying to figure out what the word commitment means. Uh, but, you know, I would say a commitment might be leaving your home country for the Red Wings franchise just to see what they've got to offer, like maybe what Sergey did. Other people, it's just staying with the franchise till you die. So <clears throat> here's performance art. Mike, you've got to wash your clothes more than once a month. It's it's too much for the washing to handle. Oh, yeah, now you, you got, tell me. You know, you I got, try to stuff all of them into one load and save on water. But you I guess I'm not supposed in to there. do that. You got your comforter in there too? I got blankets in there. You know, the mattress <laughs> was dirty. I stuffed that in. And apparently that's not a good idea according to performance art. Okay. You should, you should at least be able to throw the lid down. I know I had my couch cushions in there. You know, it was one big load. You wouldn't believe. You wouldn't uh, believe. So, yeah, back back to the conversation, Mike. A, a lot of people still angry about uh, Fedorov, which, you know, like I said in, in the last uh, episode, the last recording, I, I said I get it. Just just right? to be like, clear, they're upset, that way. they're upset that he's not in there, right? Oh, not no, that we I, think he should be. You are, man, you're such a good co-host. Uh, they're upset that we suggested he should go up there. Still, right? Still, yeah, I know. That's okay. Listen, I know that that viewpoint is out there. Can I? Can I ask right. why? What was the reasoning? They still are upset that he left for Anaheim, despite multiple instances where Fedorov was not treated great in regards to the offers from Detroit. Now, he did bring up the good point that eventually Detroit was trying to match the offer with Anaheim, but uh, I think we all remember part of the conversation was there were too many low ball offers, and Sergey was kind of like, "All right, family's uh, out that way." His I can't remember remember his, his tennis lady friend at the time. It was just I'm going to go to this other place that's going to treat me a little bit better, and. Is okay. I can I say that when when the, the majority of the people listen to this show, I feel like we're in a similar age demographic. Do you think that if Fedorov did what he did in 2022, there'd be this much like gnashing of teeth, where we're kind of more in a place now? Oh my god! Well, like, oh my god. hold on, just Jesus oh my Christ. god, <laughs> he's running to his washing machine again. He's got to just turn the damn thing off at this point and wait till the episode's over. Good gravy. Chewy, thank you. Anna Kornikova. Um, performance art thrown out there. Anybody who doesn't believe 91 should be retired didn't watch him while on Detroit. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, Fethdar, Fedorov absolutely should have his number retired. Um, Brad thrown out there. Here's the curveball. Requirement is captaincy, unless you're Sawchuck. Oh boy. Now, Brad, does it? Do we? Honestly, do you do that because you want to stand out as like like the Red Wings retired numbers mean more than other franchises? Because other franchises have very loose requirements. I mean, we're talking about being a part of a Cup team and playing pretty good and sticking around for a wee bit. If we kept our rules as captains only, we're also pretty 
you know, we're, we're not captain heavy either. Uh, we had some pretty long tenured captains, at least since I've been alive. So that that's another element there. But Brad, I, I just, is that, are we, are we, do we have a more special um, category of retired jerseys because of that? Like, is that, is that kind of where you see our team being like, no, it's, it's more important if you're a Red Wings retired jersey. Cause that, that's something I can have that conversation. Like if we want to say it's, it's, it shouldn't be as easy to get it. Like we, I can have that conversation, but we do know that we have, you know, Fedorov was an alternate captain. I, I wonder if we can, you know, grease the gears a little bit and let that slide through. Uh, the other it, thing too, is if you say captain only, that means during that Iserman Lidstrom era, like we had a lot of excellent players. That wipes everybody off the map except for Iserman and Lidstrom. Um, also, I mean, that, put it in doesn't that also knock out Sawchuk? Well, he said uh, Sawchuk doesn't count for that. He says unless okay. you're Sawchuk. But that, I mean, like that would mean the Tampa Bay Lightning right now are looking at. Um, I, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Kucherov right now and saying, well, buddy, you're not going to the rafters. You're not. Brad, that also Tampa means has to see right now. We don't even have to take it to Tampa. That means that the, the next era of players that you wanted to discuss included our beloved, handsome, acorn-shaped Frankenstein, Mr. Pavel Datsuk, would not be in the rafters. Oh, okay. Brad, Brad's given us... He's not saying that that's for him. 91 was oh, his favorite okay. player. 13 deserves it as well. Uh, he's saying that's, that's a requirement of the team. I got you. Brad, see, this is why we keep a level head. I was getting called dumb in the comments for the last episode. So this is why you keep a level head. You ask questions. We, we find out. That's the uh, toughest part about this, right? Um, James yeah. Rollman coming in, 91 should be next. Yeah, you know, you're not going to really get any pushback from us. Um, we put him up there, although we would say, well, put Pavel up there first and then Fedorov. But, you know, that's just I, our bias and our love for Mr. Dadson. Yeah, I, I guess, like, asking who should be next is, is a good way. It's a good clickbaity way to get people to tune in. But, I mean, this is really a conversation of who should eventually go up there. Um, well, let's, let's recap that last episode, Mike. We had... We had Vladdy. Um, I got pushback on that, believe it or not. I think this one is might be more important to go up than than some might think. But I mean, this this is again we talked about. Well, hang out on the hang out on this one for a minute. Yeah, hang out on this one for a minute because when we were talking about the uh, jerseys going up in the rafters, Mm -hmm. um, we talked about what kind of criteria that involves to get to that point. Um, You know, we decided that longevity should should factor in um you shouldn't have like a hot season and you know be up there just doesn't make sense um statistically i we can't really there's a there's not really an objective number we jokingly said 900 i think friend of the show grant (laughs) suggested that um because there's a few guys who hit that threshold um so you should statistically have a pretty again it's a it's a subjective subjectively high number compared to your peers on the team. So longevity, um, a lot, the majority of your career with the team, um, a lot of points. And then I would say probably championships and some sort of historical significance will get you up there, right? Those two factors where, you know, Konstantinov yeah. um, um, tragically did not have the longevity. 
the narrative is that this this man, you know, as a fan, that's what these jerseys and the rafters are for. Um, I know the brass, uh, the Red Wing brass are closer to the jersey, so they don't even have to look up. They can kind of look level and look right at them. Uh, but these are for the people who buy tickets to look up and think of, you know, better days and, you know, happier memories, um, championship memories. Uh, so I think probably the, the toughest factor to quantify is that this should be a Red Wing fan experience. So I'm not saying that this is something we need to, you know, annually vote on, uh, but it's just kind of almost like a collective, like a, a mind collective that we can all look up and agree, you know, this this player had a, not just a significant impact for, um, you know, wins and losses, but as a, as a Red Wing fan, um, you know, he made me want to watch the games. Um, he made the game more fun for me. Um, he made it more fun for my family. And so I started coming to games more. And you know what, you know, daughter or son of mine, you know, I have – story X about that guy. And it's, it's something that you can pass on generation to generation. It's supposed to have that longevity where, um, you know, it is, it is, it is passed down. I think where you, you kind of have that, that living legend. It's right there. Can I, can I just throw this out there? We're going to, we do the live watch along here. Did anybody see mm -hmm. this one man penalty kill by Moritz Sider? I, I did miss that man. Um, I had a soliloquy I wanted to deliver, and I missed it. <laughs> Let me see if I can share this real quick. Uh, but just while you're pulling that up, too. Yeah. Just watch Cider. Look, look at this. All right. Yeah, let's watch Cider here. Let's watch. He's going to have his, his jersey up. Is Cider next? Is Cider before <laughs> Yeah, Federoff? Cider's next. <laughs> Cider before Federoff. It'll be 20 years. Who goes up first, Federoff or Cider? Um, uh, Cider, are you playing uh, NHL oh 2K22 on easy mode or something? What's he doing? Is that a thousand percent is me on NHL 22. <laughs> That's on easy mode. He's doing so good. Uh, but I mean, that was that was our criteria, right? Um, longevity, um, statistics, the narrative, and then what kind of like historical significance he brought to the team. So that's where, um, you know, we can we can justify putting Konstantinov. But, you know, I want to, if there's other criteria we're missing, please drop that in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, actually, let me get to some of the comments. Uh, Brad, after he told us what, you know, the captaincy thing, he's like, I, I don't have any pull uh, at Little Susie's Arena yet. So I like that <laughs> comment. Um, Chewy, uh, I have a notable mentions row in rafters. Uh, numbers not retired, just as a thank you to all the players. Uh, Chewy, you know what? You just warmed my heart. I was thinking about making hot cocoa after this episode. I don't, I, I don't, I don't dislike that idea, but that's what they're going to do with the dead suits and Fedorovs. And I, I want them rubbing elbows with the, you know, the sock shocks in the house. Uh, Fethdar, personally, I would do 91, 13, 40, and that's uh, all that's on my radar. Well, that actually, Fethdar brings us, go back into the slideshow. Sergey was one of the boys we talked about in the last episode. So it was Z and uh, Pavel Datsuk. Of course, all had amazing Red Wing careers. And, um, you know, where Brad points out that you had, for a lot of these guys, it's it's captaincy or not. Uh, there you go with, with Z, at least. Um, so this is where, I think this is where we get into some of the more questionable guys. Mike, and uh, as we watch Sedina 
rolling the puck uh, into the zone against Philly here and just kind of nothing happened. All right. Well, he tried. Can I ask a question too for right our people? He's playing right and Bertuzzi after, uh, after special teams there. Because I want yeah, you to, to move on to the next item. But also, can you guys just let me know, did you actually consider Pavel the magic man? I never did. I just always thought of Datsuki and Deeks. I never called him magic man. I feel like that really took a huge push after, uh, I think when you asked Alexa who the magic man was, then she would answer with Pavel Datsuk, and then that became like a trending thing. But anyway, all right, Mike, first name on the list that's going to cause some people to grind their teeth. And this is where we come back to the Sean McIndoe article that I hope y'all read as homework, where he said the Red Wings are just too stingy with their um, with who they retire. And that's where Chris Osgood comes into play. Sean McIndoe said you look across the league and some of the best retired jersey, I don't know, collections, um, they're not always asking for you to be a Hall of Famer. And he said, instead of being a Hall of Famer, you get your jersey retired. And that's where Chris Osgood, who's got three cups with the wings. I mean, I was going back and even watching like the 2009 Stanley Cup. Like, think about the last week we lost, right, to the Penguins. We go down in the last two games. He only gives up two goals in those last two games and shuts them out in game five for us to take a three to two win. And the only thing holding us back was that we couldn't put any in the back of the net in game six and game seven. Not Chris Osgood's fault by any means. Like, just, no. So this is a number where he's made a huge impact for this community. Now we get to see him, you know, on on Bally Sports. Uh, He's had success. I mean, we're looking right now 400 wins for for Chris. It's nothing to sneeze at right there. Uh, Also, Mike? Goal scoring goalie, you got a moment there. I mean, if you're not going to include all the Stanley Cups as a moment, but it's just <clears throat> like this one, we're probably not, we might not agree. I can already see performance art saying no, Hall of Fame, yes, which is very confusing. Um, I would argue that the Hall of Fame is more prestigious than a number being retired, but we can get into that conversation in a sec. Um, oh my god, you know what? Performance art actually asked that question, so we'll get into that in a second. Um, okay. but Mike. I'm going to look at Chris Osgood. I'm going to say, yes, the Red Wings are too stingy with their uh, retired jerseys. And I think if anybody, when, especially like looking at a guy who's been doing a ton for this organization uh, as, as uh, you know, his career ended and he probably wasn't treated the best by the fans um, when, you know, taking a look back at how much success he did help us uh, attain. I think this is this is a solid number to be put in the rafters, and something for Chris would be huge for him because I I think the Hall of Fame is a little bit of a stretch for Chris, but jersey retirement, yes. Mike, what say you? That's good. Bless your heart. I'm saying no. Um, I think that the the Red Wing fan that the collective mindset is gonna look at the goalies. Um, like, it's it's a little unfair to Osgood, but I think, you know, early on, you would, you know, if we're looking at guys who are playing in the 90s, 2000s, and onwards, um, you're going to think of 96, you're going to think of Vernon, and moving on into the 2000s, uh, you know, you're kind of thinking more of Hashik. And while Osgood did, obviously, you know, win three cups, I, I still think that... I mean, if you want to say he only helped us get two, 
I can, I can, I'm fine with that. And it's, it's like, it's a, it's such a, it's such a weird point to make, right? Like, oh, yeah, only two cups, you know, only two times are we the best team yeah. in hockey. That's you know. what I'm saying. I'm Not saying three. fine, make it two. <laughs> um, make it the 98 cup, make it the 2008 cup. He's but it just feels like there has to be some sort of cutoff point. And we, it seems like if you're listening to this and you agree, you, you agree that the Red Wings are being a little too stingy. Um, but there has to be some sort of cutoff point because um, a lot of guys were on multiple championship teams and you, you want, you want to avoid uh, becoming the Detroit Pistons who won one title in 2004 and are this close to putting uh, Darko Milicic's Jersey up in the Raptors because he was technically on the team when they won the championship. Um, obviously Oscar contributed a lot more than Darko, but um, I mean, the, I think if the statistics you know, we're a little bit better. Um, and there's still that, there's, there's still that mindset. I think if you talk to, you know, just grab the gaggle of, of wings fans watching the game, um, you know, ask them for their eyes, good memories, be like, yeah, he was good, but man, sometimes he'd let in a soft goal. So maybe it's even an unfair narrative that Osgood can't really defend against. Cause it's not like any goal he's never done that before, but for some reason it, it just never stuck that he was, um, like rafter worthy. I, I don't. I, I would say that you wouldn't put his name first, second, third, fourth. I, I think he'd be pretty far down. And because we have bigger fish to fry, um, this this one's a no for me. Hey, Eric throwing out there. Uh, did that comment pop up? There it yeah, is. Yeah, Eric's really about the 08, and yeah, he's absolutely right. The 08 cup was all as good. And I, um, like to me, that that's one of those things where he's you're you're like we play the game. He's either a part of a cup, or he makes multiple shutouts. I mean, starts. The Stanley Cup Finals, right? A couple of shutouts. God damn. Incredible. Who does that? Chris Osgood does it. So it's just, uh, he's got the, he's got games that you could bring up. He's got moments where it was really important for him to stand on his head. And he did. And there are goalies who get put behind incredible defenses and strategies that the Red Wings, you know, played through. And uh, they're not successful. And I think Chris proved that early on in his career. Uh, but, you know, he, he could come back and uh, win a cup all on his own is what I would say for, for 08. So well, it's almost it's almost like you got to compare him not just against other, um, you know, goalies that are his peers, but you got to compare him against, you know, the other players that we want to get up there first. So it's kind of like, would you put Osgood in before Fedorov, Datsuk, and Zetterberg? A uh, great question from Brad here. Would you rather be Carey Price or Chris Osgood? Woo! Um, hmm. I mean, Chris seems pretty happy, right? Like we see him on the broadcast, he seems like a pretty happy guy. I'm gonna go with Chris Osgood just because he seems way more happy than Carey Price. I think Carey Price has a lot of pressure on him, and that's why he's had. Um, He's had some mental health issues. I think I think all that pressure. I think being a Chris Osgood and having a narrative attached to you that your team has helped you won means that he can take all that pressure off of him, you know, and he can have the type of 2008 Stanley Cup finals that he did. Um, and that's not I'm not putting Carey Price down. I I think that he does have a lot of undue pressure on him and it sucks that it's because he's so damn good at hockey. Um, but yeah, I got to throw out there, JM, 
Uh, how about that one man penalty kill from Cider? So, yeah, so we were just talking about that. That was back, awesome. Yeah, uh, if you back up maybe 15 <laughs> minutes from now, we've got the replays up. But we're trying to steal them from the NHL. Nobody tell them. Uh, but this is going to be our <laughs> test if we're able to if we're able to steal the live feed for a second and not get in trouble. Um, <clears throat> all right, Mike, Chris, for you, and I'm, this is fine. Chris is a no for me. Chris is he yes. Next one? You ready for the next one, or should we? Oh, I'm buckled in. Who you got? This was brought up at the end of the last episode, Mike. People were trying to guess who I was going to suggest to go in the rafters, and everybody guessed Brendan Shanahan. The next name we're going to talk about is the name I was hiding from from everyone, but taking a look at Shanny, nothing to sneeze at, as we like to say. Three cups for the, for the with the wing dings. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna if you give me a sec, um, I'm gonna pull up his stats here. Oh, look at that! Good old Google. You were looking at Brendan Shanahan on Hockey Reference earlier today. Yes, I was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nine years in Detroit, and if you want to talk about like tenure, five years in New Jersey, four years in St. Louis, uh, two with the Whalers, and two with the Rangers. And, um, I mean, that's it right there. I mean, this is a guy who deserves to have his jersey retired. And I'm going to say that with the longest tenure being in Detroit, with the most success being in Detroit, if you want to, I think he had, uh, let's see, when did those all-star appearances start? So he had one all-star appearance, I think, 93, 94. Somebody can correct me. I'm looking at hockey reference and how they list it. Uh, pretty close, actually, getting heart trophy votes. Uh, 96, 97, uh, which is pretty incredible considering, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's coming over to the wingdings in that 96, 97 season. He finishes 19th. I'm not saying he was close to, he wasn't like one of the final three finishes 19th and heart trophy voting. That's a hell of a season. Um, oh, and then, uh, I'll start in 2000, I'll start in 2002. Quite a, quite a resume. Uh, King Clancy Award in 2003. I mean, yeah, he's an all-star uh, nominee. I don't know. Gets all-star votes every year of his career starting in 92-93. But again, that's that's not in Detroit yet. Uh, he's getting Selkie votes. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is just year after year. Uh, a great a great resume. Uh, even when he hit the wingdings, like the, the point production wasn't the 100 points he had in St. Louis in 93-94, but, you know, 87 points uh, with Detroit in 96-97 in 79 games, uh, 57 points, 58 points, then hops back up to 78 points in 78 games. Um, I mean, th- and these were these super ultra-balanced Red Wings teams where top to bottom you had scoring lines, so it wasn't anything where you had, like, this is your first line. It, it was just balanced top to bottom, so... They, they could roll four lines. And when you see some of these guys that lead, you know, they lead the Red Wings with like 70 some points. Uh, that's how that happens. But I mean, going into the dead puck era, still 68 points, uh, 53 points. And then his last season with the Wings um, in 05 and 06, 81 points in 82 games. Then he moves on to the Rangers. But I mean, great years. And there's, I'll say this. For everyone to put out their guesses that when I said I have another guy in mind, 
Who do you guys think it is? And everybody said Brandon Shanahan. Is that because you just thought that's where my head would be at? Or is it because everybody's thinking Shanny should be up there too? Um, This one's tough because I feel like part of the criteria is, um, I don't know, like more of being a lifelong lifelong guy with the team. So obviously there's some guy, you know, like, well, if we compare it to Osgood, you know, they, he and Shanahan both had some seasons, obviously, away from uh, Detroit. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question, Matt. And usually a friend of the show, Tristan is here to get these in half a second, but I'm not going to have you guess the number, but I'm going to ask you this. And I'm going to ask you a follow-up. Matt, who would you say is more of a long-term Red Wing? Like you think of this as a lifer, Osgood or Shanahan? Just off the top of your head. I guess Shanahan. Follow-up question. Who has more career games as a Red Wing? Oh, I mean, it's got to be Shanahan, right? It is. Yeah. By, by mean, a pretty healthy margin, too. Yeah. But, like, yeah, but Osgood's not playing full seasons either, so you get to cheat there. No, he's, yeah, you're right. He's not playing full seasons. I think I just always assumed that he played, you know, God, I don't know. I, can't, I don't know, 800 games or something as a Red Wing. Um, but I just I just knew that Shannon had, had a you know extended career before he came here, and then he had his you know his Rangers games and uh, Devils games afterwards. Um, I just didn't realize that his tenure was so long. I, I didn't know that he had outplayed Osgood uh, by that many. Um, well, we're talking about you know the, these different things to to make a guy uh, a candidate, uh, and and I think one of the things you threw out was like moments and brad's got the moment vision of shanny on the uh well he's talking post abs bra will be burnt in my head forever but i mean we've got amazing shanny abs bra moments we've got tackling patrick Wah. <laughs> yeah the flying wwe move was was pretty incredible um so if we say that you know statistically he's pretty close the majority of his hockey playing days we're in detroit and we're going to talk historical significance like to help build the case um man like this team didn't start winning cups until they acquired him i mean that's if, another if his too. jersey were to be retired it would have to be here but it seems like he's a stronger case, and obviously he's already in, but he's a stronger Hall of Fame case than he is like a Jersey retirement. I would still say like he has so much. Um, there's so much of Shanahan here. Like he had a goal scoring song that when he comes out to, you know, wave his little hat and say hi to the fans, they still play his little Irish jig. It, I mean, this is something that was like a part of Red Wing culture and still is. Like, they absolutely would play the Irish Jig song if Shani came out now. So it's like he's part of the family. Maybe we adopted him. Um, I think somebody threw in the chat that he'll always feel like a hired gun to me. Uh, Fethdar threw that in there. He's, he's debatable, but uh, he still feels like a hired gun. I just think sometimes you hire those guns and they stick around for the right moments and then you're blood brothers for life. And clearly that brawl <laughs> might have been when that blood got mixed together. So 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say again. This might just be me saying I'm putting everybody up there. But of course, I'm not putting anybody on the grind line up there. I'm gonna put Brendan Freaking Hall of Fame Shanahan in the rafters. Mike, final thought. You know what, Fethdar? I agree. It's weird that he does feel like a hired gun, but man, he's such an integral part uh, to the success. I still got a Randy Jackson this one. That's gonna be a no, be a no for me, Doc. <laughs> no, Doc. <laughs> That's so good. Now I do have uh, some good comments in here. Performance art. His his final list. This is it. 91-14. Be Shanny. He's got 40 and 30, and then he throws it number 24. Wow, throwing Puce up there already, performance Ooh, art. I like it. straight a Puce suitor. Uh, yeah. So Fethdar threw in, it's debatable. He still feels like a hired gun, right? Chewy throws in there. Same reason Chelios is probably not going up there. Mike, my next man on the list is Chris freaking Chelios. I <laughs> I figure this is going to grind some gears. This is, this is going to make some folks angry. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead the witness here a little bit, Mike. Uh, oh, no. Chelly played with four different teams: <laughs> Atlanta, Montreal, Chicago, and Detroit. Who did he have the longest tenure with? Oh boy, man! Give me those Red Wings. Hell yeah! <laughs> Ten years with Detroit, um, and this is a guy too who hung around to be a part of the management team and help. Uh, Help this organization continue to grow. Um, I got to say, I mean, this is a guy that was turning in second place uh, finishes for the Norris Trophy to to Nick when he was here. Uh, I mean, we had Norris Trophy votes going into 2003 season. So it's not like, you know, he was past his prime. Uh, he was nice enough to take home a Messier award in uh, 2006, 2007. But, you know, who really cares about that? Uh, but it was, it was, uh, that, that 2002 season where you probably look at Chris Chelios and, and what he's bringing to this team and everybody forgets second place at Norris voting. I mean, this, this was a guy that was that close. And the only reason you would, I, I would say that he didn't win it was because he's going up against Nick and, um, you know, maybe, maybe we bring in Chris, you know, we bring him in, in the 99 season. This does not result in a Stanley Cup for another three years until we bring in Luke Robitaille, Brett Hall, and Dominic Koshik. So it's not like it's the same situation as Brendan Shanahan. So I think in the argument here, again, we're bringing this is a this is a conversation, this is a discussion. We're not putting Chris in the rafters, but I think a part of the discussion should be he didn't make the same impact that other guys did, but he did stick around with this organization. Mike, we had Chelly's Chili Bar downtown Detroit, uh, a staple, uh, for, for, I don't know what, like 15 years. Yeah. We also don't forget the one in Dearborn, man. That was, uh, also shut down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what time we're, we were uh, on TV? We got, yeah, we were on TV when Iserman retired. Yeah. yeah uh, we're both balling our eyes out. Yeah. It was so, that was so weird. I, I hope somebody one day, like we become famous enough that somebody will uncover that content because that, it's me and Mike at Chelly's Chili Bar. Um, that guy who does the morning bacon on Facebook, I think he works for WDIV. At the time, he was working with Fox doing some sports stuff. 
And he just comes up to us and says, you know, we just watched Eisenman retire and he asks us about it. And man, the waterworks. I mean, we're on TV. So maybe it's just like there's a lot of emotion that goes into that. You're already kind of flustered, right? There's a lot of like face turns red immediately. And then I just, yeah, like I couldn't contain it. You just start bawling. <laughs> I mean, like lip quivering. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was ugly. It was ugly crying for some reason. I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. So Mike, did Shelly bring us a moment just for the two of us? No. Uh, and how man, many this... times did we get to see him at Shelly's Chili Bar growing up in Dearborn? I think we saw him there. I think the Dearborn coolest thing night. was when uh, the whole team was uh, eating dinner there one night. Yeah, that was um, pretty cool. Getting to see Lidstrom. Uh, that was the only time I've ever seen Lidstrom, like not at, at the Joe or at Little Caesars Arena. Um, but this this one's a pretty easy no for me. Um, I don't think oh. he's got the statistics. You know, he's again another one of the hired guns, um, an important contributor. Uh, but I still I can't I can't look at him and not think Chicago Blackhawks. And I think that if you do that, um, it's it's just not even 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 though the statistics are in our face, I, I still can't look at him and say there's. There's a, you know, born and bred, you know, Detroiter right there. And I, I, I because again, uh, the argument is going to be, we have bigger fish to fry right now. Um, Chelios is, you know, as, as if we have a bunch of extra cloth and, you know, we got all these, that's all red and we got all these, you know, extra pieces of white. We could make some extra jerseys to hang. Um, uh, but for right now, no, that's, that's going to be another no for me, man. <laughs> well, uh, Larkin uh, giving up on the play, getting it up to Zadina there. Zadina firing it wide. Uh, just taking notes on this first line. We're not being mean to Zadina. We're just calling it as it is. I uh, just wanted to say I, I pulled up the Wings game. That was the first thing I saw. Um, Mike, I'm I'm not I'm, – I'm willing to – Si- like I, I'm willing to hear this argument of the no. I'm I'm definitely not gonna dig my heels in to put Chelios up in the rafters, but I think this is one of those conversations where if this did happen, that's when we'd know. Like, all right, we're putting everybody up uh, because again, I think he did do a lot for the franchise. It just might not have been a lot of hockey. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I, I do love the moment too, and uh, you know him stomping and dancing his way to Dominic Hasek, uh when they won the cup was 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 beautiful. I, I love seeing that picture. He's so happy. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, hey, how about Chris coming to fight for for Johan Franzen uh, over the last couple of years to bury uh, Mike Babcock? That's kind of nice. Uh, all right, so uh, we're kind of wrapping this up here. Um, Derek thrown out there, Igor Larionov guess. Um, you know, can I bring up this one, Mike? Because uh, our our boy friend of the show, Keith Gave, who of course uh, went over to Russia to uh, bring Konstantinov and Fedorov here. You guys can find that uh, conversation in the archives here for Red Wings rant. Um, God, you know, he's such a he still goes out to visit Konstantinov. I found out. Um, I know I should have asked him. I'm always curious. Like, does he carry a little bit of guilt with him? You know, because he he was instrumental in bringing Konstantinov over here. I'm not saying it's his fault in any way, but I just hope Keith doesn't carry guilt. But um, like that, if you were writing a story or making like the, 
not not the documentary, but if you were doing the movie of Keith Gave, like you'd have to imagine, like you'd write that in there, right? Like that has to sit in the back of his head. I don't know. Let's not yeah, get into that. That might be in there. Uh, but um, was, I, I have one player, Matt. I'm just going to throw at you before you do. This is your last one. Uh, it's real quick. I just wanted to, Keith Gave brought this up a couple years ago. He said, if the Red Wings are so against having Fedorov up there, why don't you put the Russian five up there? Just so you're the not necessarily five? retiring those numbers. Five's already up there, but you're honoring them with something. You have a banner up representing the Russian five, which changed hockey for the better. It's nah. sort of waving the white flag, nah. but it, it's more or less like his argument to you absolutely should fire, fire, <laughs> raise Fedorov's banner, uh, you know, raise 91 into the rafters. But if you're, if you knew right now that they would just, they're never going to cave, would you settle for a Russian five banner? I don't think that that is fair for Fedorov or Konstantinov who are bigger, bigger stories. Um, Cause I, I, I don't know if I really need Slava Kozlov up there. I, I love the professor and the professor, uh, but I would not put, put Igor up there necessarily. Um, you know, I, I love Fatizov, but uh, I'm not, a, I, I get the idea, but it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's not for me. Um, I think it's still like for me. Um, I guess I guess you got to throw in Kozlov because he was also brought in, and then you know he just had the the horrible story of getting in a car accident when he was trying to make his way over to Detroit, and then that kept him off the ice for a little while, and then it just felt like he never connected again, even though he was being graded higher than Sergei Fedorov over in Russia. Um, but there's some about that that I don't find the connection with. So that's my, that's my, like, I'm prefacing this, this idea, which I'm about to say. Here it comes. Ready? Here we go. Right now, as I always found more of a Detroit connection with Vladdy and Sergey than I did with uh, the other three. With Igor Slava. Yeah, I, I, I it's a cute idea. I, I get it. I mean, if, if, you know, they say, Michael, you have to settle. Either get better off as part of a group of five or you don't get him at all. Um, I would say, I don't want him at all. I want better off by himself. I'm not on board. Um, but I do have one for you. What, real quick. We'll have yeah. Fethar gets the last thought. I think the Russian five is just fine as part of the Red Wings lore. I pass stories to my son about them, and I'm sure he will do the same. Fethar, that is... An absolutely great point because Mike, you bring it, you keep bringing it up. These retired jerseys are all about the fans. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's about us. We got to do our part. Are we telling the stories? Good on you, Fetzar. All right. So Mike. I feel like a lot of the the names that we've looked at. Um, oh boy. It was either the issue was that you know maybe the longevity wasn't quite there, or maybe the um. You know, like the couple of guys that we looked at that were hired guns, we just didn't quite feel that that was, you know, you didn't, you didn't have enough Red Wings in your blood, um, you know, to justify us putting your name and number up in the Raptors forever. <sighs> With that said, Matt, as far as having Red Wing blood and literal blood, 
on his knuckles and on his face. Matt, 659 Red Wing games played. Only 275 points. But my God, a lifetime of memories when our beloved Chris Draper had his face smashed into the boards, uh, rearranged. One man answered the call. Yeah. It was Darren McCarty, Matt. And he lifted this team with his mother-flipping fists and helped punch this team's way to victory and a Stanley Cup. And he actually got a couple goals in the finals, lest we forget. So if we're going to make the case that somebody in the rafters, that's going to be about longevity with the team, historical significance, and stories that you're going to tell your kids. McCarty is in there for lore. Obviously, the statistics really bring him down because he, you know, he wasn't a big numbers guy. Uh, it wasn't really what his role was, not what he was really asked to do. Um, but as far as like a version of hockey that people like look back on and, and bask in, even though I, I don't. Hopefully, they remember that our winning was done because we had, you know, we could roll out three scoring lines, uh, you know, in every single game. Uh, which made it really hard to compete uh, with um, offensively. But um, for like an era of hockey that Red Wing fans look back on very fondly, um, for a guy who was a, a, a major contributor for, for kind of feeling like a Detroiter, like a fighter, like an underdog, uh, you know, and that whole Detroit versus everybody. I mean, if this was back in the, the 90s, that, that phrase, I think it would have been all over uh, the grind line and the face of that grind line met. I know it wasn't our favorite episode, but by God, if we're going to say that narrative plays a huge part, is there a case to be made for number 25 at Little Caesars Arena? Just to make me feel better before we get into this conversation, watch Mort Cider here. This is just more absolute genius on his part. Look at him go. Absolutely. Uh, he's just playing keep away, just completely yeah, resetting I- the play. Getting uh, Flyers out have no zone. chance here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that makes me feel better. All right, Darren McCarthy. That was a beautiful um, one. I just want to know if uh, if anybody else is. I'm not dying to put them up there. We've said it multiple times this episode. There's much bigger fish to fry. Looking at you, Fedorov, Datsuk, and Zetterberg. But my God, down the road, is there a world where the contributions of the flying fist himself, Mr. McCarty, justify his being in the Raptors? I'm just, I I get it. I heard your plea. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's enough. I am curious to see if anybody else is going to agree now or in the coming days while this episode sits on YouTube. Um, It's just, it's, uh, yeah, it's a no for me, dog. It's not, it's not enough. He's got the moment. Um, You know, Fethdar brought up, you know, the whole idea of lore, I think that's that's a good way to go about it, uh, for, especially for Darren McCarty. Uh, you're you're going to have that, you know, hat trick against the Avs. You've got your uh, goal against the Flyers as we play the Flyers right now. I just, I don't know. Uh, it's not it's not doing it for me. Yeah, uh, James here, no for McCarty. All right. I don't know if that comment's popping up, um, but yeah, I think I what think I, we're gonna get. Let a me similar... make this. Let me make this maybe a little bit easy. Well, 
in a way, I think it's an easier question. If you were to say that out of the three guys we kind of focused on um, the most today, uh, between Chelio, Shanahan, and McCarty, you still had McCarty ranked third out of those guys as far as being yep. worthy? Yeah, and I, I I bet not everybody would agree. Oh, man, Giovanni Smith just put one in. He had a baby shades. Hey! Right, who wants to watch a replay? <clears throat> Throw it in there, Matt, before we get banned. Well, we're, we're not there yet. I got to wait for the replay to start. Okay. <laughs> the Bally's putting it together for us real quick, and then uh, they'll, they'll send it on over. We got All the right. monkeys in the truck. Joe Valeno in. Giovanni Chris Smith. Jericho. Boom. Yeah. Woo! Man, we got to go to their division. This is awesome. Yeah. I love playing Philly. By the way, my work is giving away uh, $25 tickets uh, to the next Red Wing Flyer game. Oh, nice. What does that mean, like, giving away $25 tickets? That was, a, that was not the right uh, verb for that. Um, <laughs> they're selling $25 tickets. I have no idea where the seats are. They could be up on the moon, uh, but there are $25 seats. Mike, quick shout out to my job. Uh, they just gave us some tickets to the Pistons game. We're going to be going on uh, how much were those? Twenty fourth. Those were free. Oh, mine was free plus twenty five a piece, and, and, and it's uh, free food and drink too. I'm we're getting uh, the um, we're getting the CEO treatment, uh, Mike. <laughs> That's my big fear is that we're going to walk into the CEO. So when we joked when we were texting each other about. Uh, you wearing your UWM stuff. Please do not. <laughs> I am going to be coming from work. I may accidentally have something on. I don't Bring know. Bring a change. Bring a change of clothes. Please. I can't. It's too late. Oh. I already left for the house. <laughs> um. So, yeah, shout out to my job. All right. So that's kind good. of the consensus is uh, we still have, even though McCarty's more of a lifer and he's got more moments and he's not a hired gun. Would we still put him in third behind um, Shanahan and Chelios? Uh, for me, absolutely. Is that is that bad? I mean, I sat here and told you no on McCarty, and I said I'm fine with not putting Chelly up there, but I, I'm here for it. If it happened, I'm not going to argue against it. And Shanahan, I just absolutely would. Um, but I mean, performance art, McCarty, McCarty, no way. I put Probert there before McCarty, uh, even though he never won a cup. But if you want to talk about uh, lore, Proby, your, he's your man. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a more prolific, uh, you know, grinder and fighter. Um, I was just giving McCarty more credit for being on championship teams. And I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to put him up there, but just based on our criteria where we said narrative – um, and your historical significance with the Red Wings, even if it doesn't come um, in the in terms of goals and assists, do you have the case? To, it's it's almost like I'm looking at Red Wing legends when I'm up there, um, and his name does come up pretty quick when you talk about late '90s Red Wing hockey. Uh, all right, this is my favorite comment of the show so far. Fethdar, I think Cronwall is ahead of McCarty, uh, but both of them are a solid no for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that take, uh, Fethdar. Um, now, performance art reminding us, Draper is on Team Canada. When you mentioned Draper getting his face caved in, I thought you were going to say Draper, which I would put Draper ahead of McCarty. Because he got his face caved in. McCarty just 
punched a guy who was already turtling. Draper put his face into the boards. He lost his face. It'll never look the same. Draper before McCarty. How about how about that, Mike? Of guys that you're not putting in, you've got a second tier. You've got the concession stand retired jerseys. They don't go in the arena, but they're near the con- they're near a little Caesar's concession stand. You've got Drapes, Chelly, McCarty, Cronwall, and Shanahan. Who are you putting up? I'll throw in. Let's throw in Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Howard's in there. So we got Chris Osgood. Which one of those guys are getting the Little Caesars concession st- near the Little Caesars concession stand treatment? I think that uh, as uh, the laws uh, relax more and more, um, I don't know about concessions, <laughs> but if there's ever a marijuana vape stand at Little Caesars, uh, we could put McCarty's jersey on there. Uh, Brad, with one of my favorites, uh, <laughs> dropping Daniel Alfredson. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we could do uh, the number where's uh, where's Mike Madano? Yeah, Woo! number ninety section. That's what where's I was Ulf say. Samuelson? Yeah, <laughs> get all the greatest hits up there. Um, yeah, this I mean, do we have room for uh, Matt, our, our favorite uh, delivered from uh, Jim Houston, David Legwand? No, no, oh, yeah, sure. Is that <laughs> I just love my favorite in that voice. Yeah. My favorite uh, was always Little Buddy. Little That's Buddy. Me. Uh, they they couldn't say they didn't have Lebda. They didn't have Brett Lebda queued up in the in the older video game. <laughs> Brett so, Lebda, yeah. So yeah, I had Jim Houston say, "Little buddy, <laughs> little buddy, yes. skating in, firing, scores." <laughs> Is that which one? Which one's better, my Jim Houston or Ken Kell? Um, I think your best one is Miss Piggy. Oh. Hi-ya! Hi, Kirby. Hi-ya! I can only do her karate chop. I... That's all you need. All Man, right. Because we're brothers and our voices sound the same, I was telling people at work about your Miss Piggy, and then I did Miss Piggy, and now they ask me to do Miss Piggy all the time. Here's your problem. Yep. I, I overshared at work today, and I am just riddled with anxiety. And I, I just, man, just talking with, with two infants for the last couple of years, that's not a good way to prepare for a job that's uh, mostly talking to adults. <laughs> Weird. And, and, like, doing proposals and presentations. Correlated? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like bad decision. It wasn't a, it wasn't a one for one on that one? No, it, it, it's not. It's not uh, to scale. Um, <laughs> the amount of days that I've gone home just going, "What were you? Oh, you idiot! Just shut up!" And yeah, it's, the days where I say nothing all day, then I'm riddled with anxiety because I'm like, "Ah, I can't believe you look like a, you know, hide in the corner, say nothing." And then I'm like, "Next day, I'm gonna talk a lot." And then just. You know, I'm not going to be a wallflower. I'm going to be a chatty Kathy. Here I go. <laughs> you know what my favorite Louis C.K. bit is? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, that's... I haven't Too done soon, that. Man. I'm just Too saying... Too soon. That's how stupid I sound sometimes. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, sounds like we're wrapping this episode up here. We like to get all Matt's <laughs> anxieties out and, like, a nice uh, vomit <laughs> into the toilet. And then once that's out of his system, we like to... Let everybody know where you can find everything. Red Wings rant.
Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to check out our shop. We've got our new Red Wings rant logo stuff, the sweatshirts and the t-shirts. We've got the hashtag <laughs> save us Verana. Uh, it's BODpodcast.com, brothers of discussion.com. Um, and then click on the shop button. You guys will head right over there. And um, yeah, hit the subscribe button right now. If you guys have a second, uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying uh, this little short couple episode ditty on the, uh, retiring some of the jerseys and i guess so we're gonna go back heavy into draft talk and everything as we get closer oh we've got trade deadline talk trade deadline. once a yeah. week um yeah it's uh it's gonna be a fun slog to the de- to the fence. we still got that uh, we're still gonna be putting that smoke out there about dry cycle wanting to put on the winged wheel huh Sure. Okay. I know it's not going to happen. That was a one episode. Yeah, that was. I know. We got, we got know. the conversation out of the way. It was. It was a no. <laughs> That's going to be a no for want, me, dog. Yeah. Do you want to drop Cider and Lucas Raymond to pick up a guy who's not <laughs> helping the Edmonton Oilers win Stanley Cups? All right. Uh, let's wrap it up. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts. You can uh, rate us on Spotify now, and uh, does us a world of good. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe if you're new. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Peace.